the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car. And there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. Help. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with Geico, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This Geico sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your Geico team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Hi there, ho there, hey there. This is Jim, the Keys Bartender. Welcome to another episode of the Keys Bartender. I am here by my lonesome today, but if you are interested in contacting me, let me check that number. It's uh, 407-392-4563. If you are happen to be listening live, but since I didn't pre-announce it, you'd have to trip across it and you'd see the uh, that we're streaming live, but that's 407-392-4563. And you can also chat with us on Spreaker. If you go to um, the Spreaker app, you'll be able to chat with us. Uh, chat with us, the royal we. Uh, we, us. Not that I'm any special, but the title of this episode is Why. And uh, <clears throat> I, I knew a, well... I'll go through a little later. I'll do a little poem, maybe. Uh, it, I'm in Key Largo, Key's Bartender. I still get, very interesting, I get uh, on my, I have a Twitter account, Facebook account, and an Instagram account. And on the Instagram account, every so often, I'll get a uh, a message from someone on Facebook or, or some on Instagram, not so much on Twitter, but it'll they'll start asking hi, you know, start with the hi, and I and I just realized, you know, I should know now when someone says hi, it's a fishing expedition, it's a catfishing expedition. Uh, but you know me, if you've listened to any episodes, you know me, Jim, that I'm going to assume that hey, maybe this is. Uh, someone who listens to the podcast and they're sending me a message and it's usually a young woman attractive young woman and uh, she'll ask me where do I live what do I do how old am I and then usually they come down oh I'm having problems making my bills and all that stuff I guess you know one out of 20 one out of 30 it's a good it's a good gimmick for them a good uh you know, uh, situation that they're doing is just going hitting as many people as possible and then asking them for money. And it's a, um, they're getting better with their bogus accounts because some of them have extra uh, pictures on it. It's just not two pictures and 
if you go to the info some I guess guys are real eager they don't even go and check check when they see the um, account I'll say male on it and it's a picture of a woman and they'll have two different names and they'll be here in the United States and they'll have an anglicized name and they will probably phrase phrase their question is how many years do you have and that sounds like a translation application that they're using that uh, instead of saying how old are you or things like that but I, I've gotten that and uh, uh, I don't know what my point was on that one but that was very interesting but I do use my Twitter Facebook and Instagram account but the Right now we're in the, I'm in the Key Largo. It is in the, gosh, mid-80s. It's a little humid out there. It's not too hot. I mean, after a long, hot summer, I, I can't imagine why anybody would be tremendously put out by the heat. We are on the 25th. I think it's the 25th named storm, Delta, but not like Delta Burke, the Greek letter Delta. So if we hit Epsilon, which is right, I think Epsilon's right after, I should remember that. Uh, alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta. Oh my God, if we ever get to Theta, Storm Theta, then we're fucked. We're thoroughly fucked. Um, but I guess, uh, New, uh, not New Orleans, Louisiana, the, the uh, western Louisiana and uh, the Lake Charles area and Texas are in for it. And they've had uh, several, and I, I, my heart goes out to you guys. Uh, but that's the way that I hate to say people get all pissed off. That's a new normal for the the weather, and it seems like certain people have accepted that that um, the way it is. Yeah, you can't argue with the weather, but you can you you can debate the causes of the increased activity, which many people believe to be global warming and I am one of them because I believe a predominant amount of science and the opposition uh, believes people that if you think of it logically the people the scientists that are invested in ensuring that it has nothing to do with human activity uh, carbon output people that work for that are funded by carbon heavy industries uh, not so much coal anymore but oil and gas will uh, debate that this is going to happen no matter what and there's nothing we do about it and if you do if you try to curtail that the amount of carbon we put in the air or try to restrict the amount of fossil fuels you're going to be harming our lifestyle and on the opposition for people that believe in it they believe that the being a harbinger of new technologies, clean energy, renewable fuels, will create a new um, a new surge in growth and activity. And uh, my belief is that a lot of the there's some of the companies is going to become some of the companies. I think it's Mobil and Exxon. They're converting over to renewables, and once they get heavily on. Re- Renewables, you'll start seeing them less funding the people against carbon and more on the other side because they still want to, obviously, they want to make money in all sectors. And that's, I wouldn't call it unethical or immoral because 
morally a, a company or corporation is supposed to make money for its investors. So what they see is, oh, we're, we're, we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do is increase the earning opportunities for our investors. And so that would be funding science, funding the scientists and the science that would go against that uh, with more and more people, and especially the states that are heavy in it. If you're a state or a country that has a lot of fossil fuels and that's your main, uh, one of your main income sources, you'll more likely take that in. But uh, we're, I believe we're seeing the repercussions of that uh, kind of mindset that you do it. And it's very hard to change someone's mind when they do it. So that's where this episode is called Why? And uh, we'll call this, um, I don't know, just why. And we, we're in just, gosh, how far away are we from the election? For a little under four weeks from election day and people are actively voting now and uh, whether absentee or early voting in about a week and a half here in in Florida uh, the uh, October 19th until the Monday uh, I think actually maybe the Sunday preceding the election so it'll be approximately two weeks of early voting and then we'll have uh, election day I have questions. What, you know, first, why the serious? Why are we denying the seriousness of COVID nineteen? What is the the? I understand it hampers business activity and social activity and our free movement, but just think of what happened in the past week in the White House. Uh, Trump and his wife become infected as well as up to this date I think the number is above 30 and there's a whole bunch of there's a whole slew of countries where we have more infections COVID-19 infections than uh, with just the people in the White House than whole countries like New Zealand and South Korea and all that stuff Uh, so what happened is Donald gets taken to Walter Reed and I know it pisses off some of you that I call him that but I don't I really don't believe that he's um, fit to be president of the United States he's been showing that more and more recently and I I, I've given up on why people would support this guy I don't I don't really understand it but if you do follow him closely then you do see what happens and you would see that last week that he was taken to Walter Reed Hospital by helicopter, Marine One. And if, if is that serious? That's pretty serious as President of the United States. And if you believe that uh, COVID-19 is serious, they could have very easily drove there, but they, they took a helicopter there. Uh, why why they have to rush there if it wasn't, if it's not a serious illness? Um, he, right away, they restrict all the information coming out of Walter Reed. He's put on an experimental drug, a cocktail of uh, antivirals that may or may not work now because we don't, it's not over yet. We're not sure. And there's some 
speculation that the steroids he's on it has led to his uh, call it, uh, bipolar uh, tweeting yesterday, which would have been on Wednesday. He's put on that antiviral. He has a whole medical team looking after him. You know, so Walter Reed Hospital is the main military hospital in the United States. Walter Reed was a military officer, and he oversaw the U.S. Army's, uh, and this is from, I'm reaching the back of my head, I didn't do any research on it, um, the fight against malaria uh, by the U.S. Army, because uh, it was one of those tropical uh, things that happened, especially in the uh, more subtropical parts of our country and different parts of the world were American stations. So Walter Reed uh, Hospital has uh, some, and most of the doctors in the medical arm and services are reservists, and they're great doctors. They're wonderful doctors. Um, so Trump had been looked at by a whole t- team of people. So think about think about that. When you get, if you got sick, do you believe, unless you're a billionaire? and we're not even sure if he's a billionaire anymore, that you would get the same level or the same level of care and attention and access as as much as Trump did and all the things. And he's kind of directing them to do all this stuff. And then they were, we found out a little later now, you, you know this by hearing the doctors that they're being very closed mouth about his health when they did their little news conference and he brought out the the six other doctors standing behind him and it looked like a movie set like it sounded like the, the he was told it says I want you to go out and I want some doctors behind you so there's more than one doctor and there'll be support and uh, they were kind of Evasive on whether he was on oxygen or not. We find out later he was on oxygen twice. And now we, we see that um, he was sick. And it's pretty much, we, we do understand that it was most likely, and they haven't admitted it yet, that it was the uh, Saturday nominating party of uh, Amy Barrett that a bunch of people got together on the White House lawn and without mask. A lot, most of them, I'd say I saw a couple other people and I saw some very uh, much senior people, meaning senior in years. Uh, there was a man who looked like he had to be in his mid-80s sitting in one of the rows and he's sitting there. Um, just remember that that was one of those common events, and there were other events. There was a uh, there there was a, a medal ceremony in the White House too, and there's more people get it. But a lot of people at that gathering were the ones that uh, became suddenly ill. And then there's a question of when was the this, the last one of the last secrets that they will not answer any of the representatives in the White House was when did Trump last test negative which is very important so we can see the you know what the progress of is right now so he was in Walter Reed we have we had uh, we see him he goes out in his uh, armored 
SUV with Secret Service and exposes them, even though you know they're in they're in an enclosed environment. It's you know it's it's all totally enclosed and there's no ventilation or anything like that to protect uh, the occupants inside from any type of gas attack or anything like that. So all that stuff is just kind of ruminating around the inside of the SUV. So the Secret Service detail that's driving them around is exposed to it now they got to be quarantined and then he decides in a day or two that he wants to go back to the white house and he makes a big kind of thing about it now who the hell does that let's just think of the imagery and we'll get into later about you know the the, the problems why they bring up socialism and how they they this imperial presidency they're trying to establish so he shows up in Marine One, coming back, landing on the lawn, runs up the steps with the help of, I'm assuming, he never did that before. You didn't see him do it before. With the help of steroids. And we all know steroids uh, are a performance-enhancing drug. And even after that, you see him sucking air really good. When he gets up to the top, and he takes his mask off. And then he has the White House photographer come up and follow him. And he does a bunch of videos after that. And he's exposing his staff. He's still infected. Exposing his staff to his infection. And right now, as of yesterday, he's in the Oval Office. And, you know, a lot of the people at work in the West Wing are now, you know, having their lunches outside and things like that. Uh, because the weather's, you know, nice out there. And, you know, it's just... But th- there's a reason why they're eating outside is because the occupant of the White House is using the offices and he's he decides that. He, and you know he's, he's probably not wearing a mask because he didn't wear a mask when he got home in front of everyone. And he goes off and says, you know, live your life out of no fear for COVID-19. How in the hell are you not supposed to live your life in fear of COVID-19 if you just saw the supposedly the most powerful man in the world? I dispute that because he does not have the intellectual properties to be uh, the most powerful man in the world. It's the most dangerous, maybe one of the most dangerous men in the world or people in the world. Uh, He's not the most powerful because he uh, has given over, uh, I believe, our defense over to our enemies. And so here we are. We're dealing with that. And last night we had the vice presidential debate. And after the first presidential debate, and it uh, remains to be seen, it seems like they may go with a virtual debate on the 15th of this month from Miami, that uh, we, we get a little more of the same. We get ev- evasion. Okay. You, um, the one thing that the um, Vice President Biden and Senator Harris's campaign did not address was the packing of the Supreme Court. They did not address that question. They avoided that question. I'll agree with that. But almost every other question to the Vice President, who the guy that occupies the Vice President's office right now, Michael Pence, was avoided. Think about it. When they ask, "How do you think? How do you believe your performance was with two hundred, you know, two hundred thirteen thousand 
or 211,000 people dead. He, he did not address that. He went out on and talked about American people. And he used, uh, he threw back in, the people that deny science threw back in Camilla Harris's face, Senator Harris's face, that she's not, doesn't have a right to her, uh, she has a right to her own opinion, but she has a right to her own facts. Now, that's something we used to use. They just appropriated that because we know that science isn't one of those things. Because the vice president was a, in charge of the COVID-19 Corona Task Force. And he did not answer a direct question about why did we do so poorly in the United States with a death rate that was close to 20 times higher than China. And, and why did the administration eschew the use of masks, which is a simple thing. It's not draconian. It's not draconian. Wearing a mask is not draconian. It's not an insult to you or anything like that. There, um, right now, uh, there's protests by uh, in New York by um, Hasidic uh, Jews concerning uh, the gathering, the restrictions on gatherings in religious uh, groups, and a lot of them weren't wearing masks, but. We know conservative religious groups are pretty much anti-science. So we understand their idea that they don't really uh, believe that the works of man can overdo the works of God. But they, they're right now, they're, they're, they're protesting and pretty, almost, almost rioting in New York concerning the restrictions by, put on by the governor and de Blasio in New York City. And this is as we speak and they do it at night and all that stuff. So Pence being a man of faith, being in charge of the Corona Task Force, you know, doesn't, didn't say anything about masks, did not promote use of masks when almost every other first world country promoted the use of masks. Every mainstream scientist did and doctor and it's only the outliers the outliers the people that the demon sex doctor um, non non scientific people people that aren't epidemiologists that are doing it and why the president and his family and supporters at the first debate after being urged by the Cleveland Clinic to wear a mask chose not to wear a mask and if they knew, if Trump knew that he was infected at the time of the debate and the family knew that, then it goes to almost like negligent or intent to do harm. So it's actually criminal what's going on right now. So let's get to the debate. When one of the things was brought up right away was the pre-existing condition. Now, since 2015 or 2016, Trump has said that he wanted, he pretty much wants to get rid of everything that Obama created and uh, the American uh, Care Act, the uh, one that 
guarantees uh, protection against pre-existing conditions. And COVID-19 can be seen as a pre-existing condition. They want to get rid of. And he signed a toothless document protecting pre-existing conditions. But that does not, there's no penalties. There's no uh, restrictions. There's no teeth in the pre-existing you know, protecting pre-existing conditions. Just signing, just signing executive order does not do that unless you have a law. And it's just like the law, uh, matter of fact, that healthcare uh, providers have to provide something like 80% of healthcare value versus um, in the total cost of the premium that you pay, whatever you pay. And if you they don't, they have to refund a certain amount of money to you the money that wasn't used for health care instead of, you know, for administration and other things. So why all this rush? Because the pre-existing condition thing was the strongest thing in that care, uh, Affordable Care Act. It was the strongest and the most positive thing. Now, the public option is another thing that's the uh, Biden, uh, Vice President Biden's proposing that there be a public option. A public option means that you would pay into a public pool. Why would that be? I don't get that. A public option just means you, instead of paying a healthcare company, you're getting, you're paying a pooled source for providing a rationing of healthcare. You get rationed healthcare anyway from your HMOs. And they remember, if you get any, uh, if you got any premium back from them, that was due to the Affordable Care Act. And prior to the Affordable Care Act, the premiums were skyrocketing, were skyrocketing. So now, whenever they talk about taxing and a public uh, public choice for health care, they mentioned the use of socialism. And it, being in South Florida, we have a large Cuban-American community. And Fidel Castro, a uh, communist, not a socialist, he may call it socialist principles or things like that, but it's pretty much was, it was a, it became a dictatorship or called a personality down there because it was run by the same family. It was hand-picked. Because it wasn't a republic. It wasn't a democracy. It wasn't a democracy before then. Trujillo, there was very, uh, there wasn't universal suffrage in Cuba. There was not everyone that got a right to choose who the president of Cuba was. Things like that. That's why they were overthrown. And they were overthrown by an extremist, Fidel Castro. And eventually his brother took over too. And now there's someone that paying uh, picked by Ronald Castro. So they always point to when they mention socialism, they point to Cuba. Cuba this, Cuba that. Cuba. But if you truly want to talk about socialism in the model that would be employed here, and they're not talking about that, um, neither Harris nor Biden are of the socialist ilk. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. They're probably, probably more of the mainstream, moderate, in this style of, uh, of Clinton, and uh, most uh, Democrats, 
they believe that there is room for public and private. And so if you wanted to really truly compare health care, you got to look at places like Finland, Iceland, the Netherlands, Sweden, Norway. Those places. And there's a whole bunch of other ones. Because we're always talking about this is how, you know, do you want to be social? Your choice between democracy and communism. Well, no one's promoting uh, the eradication of private property. That hasn't come about. They're just talking about a public option when it comes to health care. And they're mentioning something about education and affordable wages. Right? And protecting uh, our safety nets, such as Social Security, Medicare, things like that. So if you're combating that, your your democracy, your Make America Great crew, look at this. Just hold on to some, I know you have a problem with this, these facts, but measured in uh scores by other countries America ranks 38 or 27th in the world in healthcare in one particular demographic and that's infant mortality or statistic we are 33 out of 36 Okay, so the three countries we're ahead of are Mexico, Chile, and Turkey. And then we get a bunch of those countries in front of us. You know, we have Japan, Korea, uh, the Netherlands, Norway. Iceland's right at the, uh, when I said top, the lowest infant mortality. It's under, uh, it's less than, gosh, maybe one-tenth ours. Yes, maybe one-eighth, one-tenth of America's. So there's 33 countries in front of us. In math, let's say in just in math, education, we're 38. Now, this isn't healthcare, but it does pay a part in what I'm talking about. We're 38th in the world. 38th. There's 37 countries in front. We're a big country. And I'm asking. So, What part of that is making America great? Where we're dropping down and dropping down. And we're dropping down in all sorts of metrics. In uh, power, perceived power. A lot of countries don't view us as strong as before. We, our alliance system is in decimate. Our alliance system was the envy of the world. Not since Rome the Republic of Rome has an alliance system been seen. And I think the U.S. alliance system, it was a global alliance system. We had the North Atlantic Treaty Organization that encompassed most of the uh, countries of Europe. Western Europe now started incorporating the former uh, Soviet alliance countries, so former Warsaw Pact countries, we have Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania. We have uh, uh, Poland, uh, while well, the eastern part of Germany. 
you have Slovakia. I mean, all these countries are in, are inside the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And then we have the Organization of American States. And then we also have CETO. S-E-A-T-O, which is Southeast Asia Treaty Organization. Japan, Thailand, Australia. And then we've been growing uh, a little closer to India, too. These alliance systems that we had multiplied the strength of the United States, where even with we're a huge amount of spending, and I understand that they're talking about that NATO didn't, oh, they're not pulling their weight and all that stuff. It's the alliance, not necessarily the role of power behind it. So it's alliance and, and NATO combined when you have, and that includes Canada, you combined, that's upwards of 700 million, a population of 700 million people. And then you have the far, I mean, our alliance system is, uh, outweighs the rest of the world in raw military power in Navy and Air Forces and things like that. Now, China is spending a significant amount more than before, and Russia is trying to regain it back. But even if China and Russia were able to join together, in a, they would not be able to outmatch the treaty organizations that the U.S. had. Now, I said had because I believe that if this president is reelected, we will be definitely withdrawn from NATO and it would be a former shadow of itself. And I believe Europe is providing more in their national defense because they believe right now that United States may not, is not considered their staunch ally as before. And same thing goes for Southeast Asia. Japan, Korea, Korea, South Korea, when I mention that, I mean South Korea, <coughs> they build up, they are now militarily on par, I'd have to say, or probably exceed North Korea. And if they really wanted to become nuclearized, they have the technological ability to do it quickly and probably exceed the North Koreans. But really, you know, they. I'm not kidding. And, and, and just remember the friendships that the president established with dictators, Putin, uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, Erdogan of Turkey, uh, the guy in Hungary, they aren't going to protect us. Remember Putin, there's a, um, there, this, remember the stories from this summer, the Russians paid uh, Russian uh, secret services paid bounties to the Taliban for killing coalition troops and that mainly is American troops so what exactly we're talking so we're going to talk about socialism let's compare apples to apples and talk about Finland Norway Netherlands uh, Iceland and stuff like that and if you want to talk about power, think of the alliance that helped bring down the Soviet Union. It was a NATO alliance. 
that help do it and keep them in check. You know? So let's get on the debate last night. The very most, I think, the, the besides Pence avoiding anything remotely considered as an answer to a direct question, when he was asked directly about Amy Barrett being nominated, nominated to the Supreme Court and ignoring the president's, uh, where it's funny that Harris kind of school, he said, it, uh, Pence said that there was numerous times where justices have been nominated and put on the Supreme Court in the last year of her presidency. But this is the last three weeks of the the presidency because um, the election happens on November 3rd. And we we do we can we don't have to go that far back, but Harris did go back to 1865 when Abraham Lincoln decided not to try to push through his nominee onto the Supreme Court, decided to wait out the election to see what the results were, and let the people American people decide uh, who who would be the next sitting justice for a lifetime appointment. So what when she went back that far, but she didn't have to go that far, far back for uh, that far because we all recall what happened with Merrick Garland. Yes. And Obama was the lame duck, but it was his last year. It wasn't in the election cycle yet. It wasn't that late in the election cycle. And considering the way the polls are, and I know you don't understand, we are 38th in the world in math scores, so polls don't really matter to you. And they do understand that the reason they're against absentee ballots is that it heavily favors Democratic candidates, that they're trying to push the Supreme Court and states to restrict absentee ballots and restrict access. They've been restricting access to voters. You know, when you have to wait seven hours in a line on Election Day, you're not putting enough resources into voting or you're not giving people enough time to vote if someone has to wait seven hours. Now, here in Florida, I did mention on October 15th, we're going to start voting. I'm going to, do, uh, I'm going to vote. I'm even going to attempt to volunteer to work on Election Day so I can be there in case any uh, assholes show up. I just want to make sure that the election is fair, at least in my neck of the woods. I want to keep my side of the street clean. And my suggestion for anybody, if you really want to participate in the election, volunteer for a local campaign. All you have to do is call up one of your local politicians or go to your election, um, you know, director of elections in your in your county or city call their office, ask if you're accepting volunteers. There's poll watchers. News organizations have poll watchers. They're there. Uh, When I was 17 years old, I was a poll watcher. And what I did is I uh, collected the results when they were counting them and sending them to 
uh, regional collection areas when he when they were checking opening up the the voting booths now it's a little different but back then it was like you know a little low tech and uh, so you can do those things and I'd like to send one special I have to I have a friend uh, Ted uh, I want to make sure that Ted um, while you're going up to uh, New Jersey uh, I send my condolences to you and your family uh, for the loss of your father and uh, there's you know you've, Ted's been a listener for a long time and we do appreciate that um, and wish you a safe journey uh, finally before I sign off I'm going to send another dedication to the fly that landed on Pence's head at around 10.16 I think last night Wednesday night I'm watching the debate after work at the catch and there's um, Pence and Senator Harris and I think Pence was in the middle of talking and all of a sudden a fly comes down it's his head now it could have been a Democratic plant or a Tifa fly. I don't know. Uh, there was a lot of memes after that. I myself uh, posted a page on Facebook uh, called Mike Pence Fly. And I also got one called Mike Pence's Fly. But I don't think it's his fly. I don't think the fly actually belonged to Mike Pence. And it, it appeared, the fly appeared to at least two minutes, so it adhered to the two-minute rule, much more than uh, Pence did. Uh, but when I say it adhered, I thought in the beginning it got caught in the hairspray, Michaels. And we all know what flies are attracted to. I don't even have to say it. We know what flies. Like a fly, happy is a fly on what? Shit. I did say it. Well, I guess I failed on that one. And that fly was incredible. That just, if, if anybody asked for it, like, oh, if there's only can be some sign from God to show me if this guy is full of shit, a fly landed on his head and sat there still, perfectly still. Didn't even walk around and mope around and stuff like that. And just sat there on his head. I mean, it would have been great if he stayed there the rest of the debate and then someone had to walk over and pick it out. But that fly took off at the end. I guess he couldn't stand it too much longer. Uh, I guess we know how it, how they feel. So for now, I'm going to be signing off. This is episode 332. I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I, yeah, I have a, some listeners, well, a listener or listeners from Washington, D.C. Uh I, I imagine, I hope you're not the, uh, uh, well, I can't imagine me having angry listeners, meaning you, you can get pissed off at me, but if you're not of the same outlook, and if you're a science denier, a math denier, a mask designer, a d- denier, a COVID-19 denier, um, and base everything you are on a magical sky, you know, guy in the sky, uh, but then again, you're a Christian 
credentials are kind of like going through the, you know, actually, your Christian, if you're supporting this president, your your idea that Christ, you know, to be Christ-like, because, you know, you know, in your heart of hearts, you know, that Jesus would not support this guy. Think about it. The porn stars, the lying, the mocking of people. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. But is it possible? Is it possible you think come down and say, oh, well, this is the person. I'm so glad you chose him as your leader. I don't think Jesus would have said, render under Caesar what is Caesar. He won't say, render under Trump what is Trump. He would say, fuck Trump. He is not what I, I, I am about. It's not about locking kids in cages, separating them from their parents. No matter how you want to dissuade people from coming into the country, being able to do that and being able to stomach that and being able to stomach uh, right-wing nationalists, racists, the KKK, the Proud Boys. That is not part of the agenda for Christians or Christ. Christ was not a racist. Christ, Christ eschewed racism or uh, what's that? Xenophobia. Fear of people on the outside. The Good Samaritan. Remember that? Helping people unlike yourself. Not not people like you. People different from you. He didn't say, only be kind. Look out for yourself. Look out for the wealthy people. Make sure you take care of the job creators. He didn't say that. You know, it's just, that's not one of his teachings. So you, one day, if you think, He's servicing your goals. He's not. He's using you. He's using your goals. The guy never supported a pro-life agenda. He was pro-choice his whole life. The only reason he does it right now is to curry favor with a group of people that may not desert him. May or may not desert him because there's plenty of Catholics out there that are not. They're saying there's a whole part to being pro-life. Pro-life is being pro-anti-police uh, brutality, anti-cruelty uh, to immigrants and their families, pro-health care, pro-looking uh, out for the weakest and poorest among you. It is not that fuck-your-feelings kind of attitude. So, you know, maybe hard to balance that, but you're gonna. It's it. Um, there was a uh, 170 years ago. There was a Hungarian physician, and it was in the midst, right prior to an uprising in Budapest against the Austrian-Hungarian um, Empire, and he worked as an obstetrics physician in uh, in Austria, I think. And there was a high incidence of women dying in childbirth. And he came up after uh, long studies. He became came up with hand hygiene. 
and I realized though now they didn't make the correlation that what the germ theory did not really come about until the later 1800s so Lister came about you heard me mention Lister before but he knew that if people practice hand hygiene it greatly reduced the amount of the the rates of mortality in women that gave birth and he was kind of ignored and laughed and scoffed at that at the time. Now it's 170 years later. He ended up dying in a, in a sanitarium because no one believed him and stuff like that. And he was obsessive about it and stuff like that. But he was right in the end. And we have people right now that don't believe in mask that, you know, the virulence of this flu. And, uh, you know, I don't think they were, you know, shaking hands, hugging, kissing, all that stuff. That's great. That is great. But remember, you are not promoting anything other than the spread of this disease. I know it's kind of a downer, but sometimes you have to hear the hard stuff. This is Jim the Keys bartender. I'll be coming to you again. I'll try to do about three episodes a week during the election, and I will uh, be there for you if you have any questions. Please send me an email, jimmykeysbartender.com. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're a young woman, at least pretend that you listen to a podcast, and then maybe I'll converse with you and stuff like that. Not that you won't gain any money from me because I will not Uh, I'm on to that stuff I have never done it I'm not one of those guys that are in a desperate situation thank you very much and have a great day and remember keep your mask on To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. Help. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with Geico, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This Geico sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your Geico team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico. Great service without all the drama.